this podcast is quite amazing. Uh, a lot of people don't realize or understand what a value ladder is and why a lot of these marketing gurus are wrong. And we'll tell you right now. Hi, my name is Brandon and I spent the last 10 years of my life in the fitness industry in which I turned a hobby into a $100,000 a year career. But I got bored and I wanted a new challenge. The challenge, create a million dollar a year business. The only problem was I have no idea what I'm going to do. Follow me as I travel halfway across the country to start my business from zero. This podcast is to show you my struggles and successes and everything in between. Join me and follow along as I document my journey of starting over. Using only today's best networking techniques, growth hacks, and sales funnels to grow my million dollar a year business. My name is Brandon Duff, and let's change lives together. This is The Money Friends. We are live. I am so excited to talk to Spencer Taylor with Win Clients. A uh, huge fan. I've actually been talking to you probably about maybe four to six months now. We, we always kind of go back and forth, see what each other are doing, see how we can collaborate. But now I get to actually jump on a call with you and talk to people and have people understand what you do and how much value you give just on a daily basis. So Spencer, for those that don't know you, can you just break it down kind of who you are and a little bit about your background? Yeah, for sure, man. So I got started in the online space seven years ago um, with affiliate marketing, network marketing. You know, I got started with all these big time companies that we all know, right? Like the Advocares, um, FEMA when it was around, for those of you guys who know what like the young people revolution was and all that stuff. Um, Herbalife, blah, 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 right? Yeah. I went through all of those, went through all of those. And then, and then made the mistake of going into college and going all the way through it anyways, while still building online businesses on the side. Quickly realized that like, you know, school and economics and finance, what I was studying there was all just useless, basically. So it's all theory, right? It's all theory unless like you're looking at hard numbers and, and like finance and blah, 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 which wasn't really fun for me. Right. So... On the second to last semester, right before I graduated, I got this call from this big time influencer in Kansas City, right? He'd seen me building up these different sales companies and like closing teams, et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, hey, want to see if you're going to come up here and close these sales for me and like you'll be a six, six figure uh, sales guy, run this whole team, blah, blah, blah. And like he painted this whole picture, right? Me and three other people moved across the country for him. Oh, wow. Yeah, three other people. And we all get here and we get there and he's like, yeah, so I was just lying to you guys. Sorry. Yeah. Like there was nothing there, dude. We got there. There wasn't even so much as like, like an office or like an area for us to like, you know, work in or anything like that. Oh, it's just like, yeah, we, we, we lied. And I have like this little rented out area, um, and like a collab workspace, like, but you guys don't have access to it. So good luck figuring something out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what happened. So without going into all the details of that, it was a very bad situation. And that set me on the path to figure out how I could actually help people, help myself first, get out of that horrible situation and not have to have, not have, to have other people go through the same you know, BS that I went through. So wow. that's how I really founded the 1% and Freedom Funnels, which led to win clients. And now we're here. Wow, that is insane. I mean, it's funny because I had a, a similar story uh, to you. I was a personal trainer and I was like, in order to grow my business, I need to get a college degree. I need to get my bachelor's. And so I was in the last semester, I was taking not of my bachelor's, but to go to my bachelor's. I was already making six figures. I've already at this point had, I think, a house or two. Uh, in real estate. And I just wanted it because I thought I needed it to take it to that next level. Um, right. I needed to learn business. I, I was taking, uh, taking a accounting class at the time and I had a CPA at the time. And I was like, why am I even taking this? Like they should give me an A in the class because I already hired a CPA. Have a business. Right, right. I, like <laughs> I'm already hiring someone. So you should just give me an A so that I can move on and you know just do my thing because I'm already hiring someone. So I think that's, it seems like we've been on the similar path for a long time now. And now we actually get to talk and, and share stories. So that's, that's super, super exciting. So yeah, man, how did you start your first business? Like, how did you 
like take all this you had nothing really because you were you just moved across the country you gave up your pretty much your whole life like i kind of right. did with when i gave up my fitness business and moved to texas uh just last year how did you get on your feet dude that's that those two words those two words damn it this way <laughs> those two words um those are the reason that's the only reason why i was able to do this because like i did it out of necessity right so after i moved to kansas city and this guy like you know was like haha it's a big joke like screw you guys <laughs> right he was he was just looking for free work that's what it was right he was just looking for free work and so he painted this big vision that everyone's going to get this big percentage blah 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 uh long story short contracts came out and it wasn't anything like that right wow so I'll just, I'll just leave it at that anyway so right after that i was like okay it's it's at this point it's do or die right it's like i can move back to texas and like immediately right and i can just like you know maybe moving with my grandparents and like tell them that like you know someone took advantage of me or blah 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 and like play this victim card i was right. like i was like or i could fucking do something about it i love that you know so many people play yeah. the victim card uh all the time and so many people are it's easier to pass blame on someone else instead of taking responsibility for your own actions um sure you could have maybe done a little bit of research or called the guy and be like hey what's going on like is is this a real thing um but you decided you know what it was probably my fault. I maybe should have done a little bit more research or I, sh you know, maybe I could have done something different, but I could have blamed him, but I decided to win clients and that's exactly what you do. And I, and I love that. So, uh, come on, man, keep telling me. Yeah. So that started, this started as the 1%, right? That was the first company name and that, that transitioned into freedom funds, right? As, as I transitioned into that, like my whole mission was to help people like gain the freedom they want through online business, right? So I was like, ah, freedom funnels. Cool. That makes sense. Long story short, as you probably know, and most people watching, that's already a company. Right. <laughs> and they're already, already got a whole thing set up. Gustin's awesome. I work with some people on his team as well. Um, and we found ways to just collaborate now, right? And so through that, um, through that, I figured out, I was like, okay, Freedom Funnels doesn't really necessarily represent what I'm trying to like convey immediately to people because like I have to explain right. to them. They're like, oh, yeah, like, what's a funnel? Yeah, like, are you a software company? Like, do you funnel? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I do coaching. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, so it was difficult to explain, right? Right. Um, and so when I founded Win Clients, it was like it was just much simpler. So the, sure, the domain cost of you know an arm and a leg, but it's worth it because just having that alone is like, okay, instantly, now people understand it. And it, it conveys to my customers, my clients, much simpler, like what my mission's about, right? It's about helping you and clients that so you can do this too. Yeah, and I love that you actually have a company that displays the results because a lot of people, they see a, a company and they're like, what the, do they do? Like, like you were saying, Freedom Funnels, like not everyone knows what a funnel is. And the people that are part of that community to do, but they might not necessarily understand what it does. And win clients right. is obviously a direct uh, result of what you want to accomplish. And I think that's just, you know, it, it makes sense to me. And I think more people need to understand what they deliver and wrap their branding around that. I mean, if you look at my company, uh, it's all about Mr. Monopoly and people, when they see that, they can associate just through association that's Monopoly, real estate, uh, they understand that whole branding aspect of it. So I think that's great. Right. But so how do you how do you win clients? So I, I do it. <laughs> I do it very simply. <laughs> how do you do it, guys? It's a three step process. You get your expertise out there. You get it out on the social media and you start contacting people and calling them. You want to know how to do it? That's how you do it. Three steps. It, um, it's, I love that. And it, it's, you have a perfect framework because it is three steps. And people, I think a lot of people lack in the whole framework thing because they don't understand their whole messaging and their whole branding. So uh, do you want to break it down a little bit further of like how yeah. you actually do that? Yeah, yeah, like you said, that's just like a framework, right? A lot of people see that and they're like, okay, what's the strategy and like then deeper level, what are the tactics behind that? And like the X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. Um, most people, like you just said, don't have their branding right. You know, there's two worlds of marketing, there's branding and direct response. So it's like, how do you combine those two things to get clients or win clients? Um, 
people don't really realize at the same time how to extract their expertise and right. put it into a program or a, or a service, right? That can actually serve their audience. So they're just kind of like shooting shotgun shells everywhere, like hoping that something sticks. Oh and, man. Yeah. Like then they wonder why they, they run like this hamster wheel of like organic marketing 24 seven and like, uh, ho hoping that somebody's going to eventually like sign up to be like, I don't know, one of their affiliates or like something. I'm not going to go down that road, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no. And I think that a lot of people and just kind of like you were saying, like almost talking about a value ladder, right? So many people think that a value ladder is going to, someone's going to opt into whatever they have to sell. And then they're going to buy their $7 product and then buy their $47 product and then go up to their 97 and then buy their 997 program. And, you know, that's just wishful thinking, right? Like, right. <laughs> like do you think that the people that are buying in or getting your free ebook or your $7 lead machine are the same people that are going to buy your 997 product? No. <laughs> so... Today, we're going to be kind of talking about why we think the value ladder is a lie. And um, I want Spence to kind of go into a little bit more detail why he thinks that and why I think that we're on the same kind of mindset about that. Um, so if you want to break it down, then I'll kind of rebuttal you or give um, some more insight, and then we'll just kind of hash it back and forth. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So like, like I was just sharing with my story, right? I did this, honestly... First of all, I did it just out of necessity, right? Because I was like, okay, I mean, in this situation, I can either like play the victim card or I could make something happen out here with my existing skill set, right? And so I took that existing skill set and I turned it into a business. Very simply put, a service-based business. Right. Um, I started going out, I made content, I started making calls, and I started winning clients. That's what I did. And so <clears throat> the reason why I'm, I'm worried about to go into this, as you just said, that I feel like the value ladder is so broken is because most people aren't going to build out like a thousand email list, you know, thousand person email list right away. Right. You're going to take some time. And how are you going to take time? You have to build credibility with your audience. How do you build credibility with your audience? You work one-on-one -on -one with them and you gain testimonials. Right. Right. That's the fastest way to do it. Work one-on-one -on -one with someone, right? For free. This is what I did. Work one-on-one -on -one with someone for free who eventually pays you, gives you a testimonial. And then you use that testimonial to gain another client. One turns it two to four to eight, 16 to 32 to 64. Right. Simple math. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think about that? I know. I think that's great. I think that you and so many people don't leverage testimonials, social proof. All that is super important in your business. If you're not, and I talk about this a lot too, is you need to weigh free coaching, you need to get that those free testimonials so that you have a proof of concept, but also you can refine your course. So many people right. think that they have this amazing course. Sure, it might be amazing to them, but it might not be amazing for someone who just started. When I was first real estate investing, when I got my, after I got my 10th unit, I totally forgot about a debt to income ratio. Like that doesn't even, to me, I don't even think about that because um, my debt to income ratio is very small and that's doesn't even come up on when I go to a bank and I say, Hey, give me some money. Like they don't even ask me, Hey, you know, you need to pay a little bit down your debt because, um, you might need to make sure that your debt to income ratio is under 45%. And I didn't, I totally didn't even know that until recently when I had to re research a lot of the stuff that beginners might have might need to know when they start real estate investing in real estate. So I think that is super important that uh, one, you refine your course by getting people in it, by giving free information and having them go through it. And then they can ultimately give you feedback. You refine it even better based on their needs. And then you're getting testimonials and they're happy. And it's just a love triangle in a sense. So I don't even think that was a right uh, like analogy. <laughs> Uh, it's just a match made in heaven in a sense because they're helping you build your course to be even better until you launch. So I think that's a great idea that you've, that's how you started. So would right. you say this is almost like a, an ascending, descending value ladder or like how yeah. does, how, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what you just said to piggyback off of that, like you, you're constantly refining like the course that you're eventually making. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, it's, 
right unless you have like the right experience already that's the big secret experience right <laughs> unless you have that experience like you shouldn't go out and just make a course right away just honestly i think you should get some experience first and how do you do that by working one-on-one -on -one, like we're saying right no yeah. i think that's and then and the thing is people like that personal attention so they're going to pay more they're going to pay a lot more and if you're able to give so much value and give them a return they're going to be a customer for life and not only that but they're going to like you said, one's going to turn into two because they're going to refer those people and you're going to get a testimonial. And now you have two testimonials and those people are going to refer those people. And it's just a downward like web. Snowball. Of, yeah. Snowball of just being able to get so much more value from the feedback that you're getting from your customers, because they're going to be giving you direct feedback too, based on kind of what you've teach them. And, you know, you learn so many more techniques and uh, different signs of the business because all these other people that you're helping are in different businesses in a sense. They might be slightly the same, um, but they might be a little bit different and you can get a different perspective, a different um, audience in a sense because not everyone's audiences are the same. And I think that's a, a big misconception that a lot of people who teach um, some kind of online course is not all audiences are created equal. Like right. my audience is going to be different than Cole's audience just because I see his name there. And so it's being able to have a different audience, you see kind of what works and the patterns between those audiences. And then you're able to kind of work your way between them. And I think that's a, a amazing tactic where you start off at the very high level and then you work yourself down. And then once you have enough money to, uh, invest into ads and scale your business, then you can take them up the other side of the value ladder, which is how you should be doing it. But they don't teach the, this kind of strategy in some of these uh, courses so or these programs. So, And I think a lot of people just don't understand. Like They come on social media expecting to make all this money, and they don't even have a business foundation. So what are some of the things, like when you just started out, you, you were like like you were nothing, you had nothing and right. you had to really start your business from scratch. So how, like, what are some of the ground foundational work that you had to do to build your business? Yeah. Um, and like you said, like starting from nothing is not something like I, I enjoy talking about, right? It's not like I enjoy like coming out and being like, yeah, guys, I was homeless for five months and that's how I founded this. Like right. because this guy, like, you know, let us all into a bad situation. I don't like, I don't like explaining it that way. Right. right. And I explain it this way because this is the truth. Right. right? This is the truth. If you want to get if you want to get to where you want to go really fast, you follow this model that Brandon and I are talking about right now. If you want to do it the, the long and like the really expensive and hard way, do it the other way. Right. Right. Simply put. No. I'm sorry to go on a tangent right there, but I totally forgot. What was your <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love that that you said if you want, I, what you just said is perfect. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. But what I said was, how do you build a foundation for your business when you're just starting? Like, what are some of the things that you need? I mean, I think so many people worry about these little things that aren't as important. But what are some of the things that are important? Yeah, I, I would just say it. Uh, George Bryant said the best, honestly. Relationships be algorithms, right? That's what I base my business on, too. Is I gotta building, love that. Yeah, is building relationships with people, right? Simply put, people. Um, Russell Brunson calls it the Dream 100. Um, I call it the Perfect 1000 because I've been doing this for years without really realizing what it was. Right. <laughs> so building relationships with like business owners and people in different cities that I was living in, right? That I needed and wanted to do business with. Simply put. But how do you do that? You do that by working for them, right? Yeah, definitely. And I I love that you have the the thousand perfect uh what was it oh yeah perfect 1000 that's just perfect 1000 so uh there's another concept which is exactly the same and i follow this is a hundred a thousand true fans by kevin right. and it's if you can have a thousand people pay you a hundred dollars you're gonna have just a hundred dollars over the course of a year you're gonna have a hundred thousand dollar a year business but if they pay you know a thousand dollars you're looking at a million dollar business and so if you're able to have your thousand true fans that will buy whatever product you have, then you're going to be in a great stage in your life because you're not having to beat the algorithms and all these people yeah. 
focus on engagement and likes and hearts and all these bullshit vanity metrics is, and they're not making any money. And it's, it's, it's insane because (laughs) I see this all the time. Like I, I did a, um, a, uh, a mini chats broadcast and I talked about a tool that I have and all these people are like, yeah, I want it. I want it. And I want it, but no one followed through. And I'm just like, why not? Like you say you want it. So like, is it because, do you think that a lot of people just don't take action on social media? Do you think they're playing to the vanity and want just the engagement and likes, or what do you think why most people fail on social media? Are they not building relationships right? Or what are your thoughts on that Spencer? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I would, I would say that it comes with not pairing what you're doing with your real mission. Right. And when, when you when you when you're not pairing your service or your products with your actual mission, there's going to be a really big disconnect between the way that you're speaking to your audience, right? I'm a copywriter by nature, <laughs> so you have to understand how to talk to people, right? right. Talk to your people, right? That's the key thing. It's talking less by saying more with the right words, right? That's what copywriting is, as Frank Kern says. Um, simple language is damn hard to write. <laughs> <laughs> it by is. Not, Right, it is it's really because you want to just keep going. You're like, damn it! All right, you put it all into one thing for one second. Right. Um, but anyways, these people—not these people—when people are coming online, they, I think, a lot of times see the wrong side of things too much. Right, that's kind of what you just alluded to, uh, and they see everyone just kind of like, yeah, brother, okay, let's do this. Yeah, brother, look, okay, yeah, like, how's it going? Like, blah blah blah. Like, everyone just kind of like clapping on each other, which is great, right? I've done it. I feel like everyone's done it too at one point or another, like you're learning. Right. Right. But most people just keep doing that forever. Right. And you look at their social media and it's like, why does this person only have a bunch of people just like hearting them and liking them, but like they're not actually delivering any real value to these people. Right. Which, which isn't just like, you know, which isn't just spamming your page with business at all. Right. You should break up your content obviously, but you're not delivering any real value to people because you're just looking for validation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a simple way of saying it. Oh, I love that. Like, and that's, that's a hard truth. I think for people to swallow is, um, that they're seeking validation because they're not confident in themselves. Right. And I think that's a lot of people come on social media and they get all this love and attention on the hearts and the comments and they do the same thing and then they wonder why like they're still in the same hole and their bills are piling up and they come on social media to feel good but they're not really doing anything with their lives and i feel that if more people just focused on helping and giving value and high quality value like you do every single day they're going to they're not worried about what it is that how many hearts or how many reactions they got. They're able to kind of change people's lives in a real true way. And you change people's lives all the time. I mean, look at just one clients, like you guys do amazing things. So why, why are so many people, and I think I already said this, but why are so many people focused on vanity instead of actually helping people change lives? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say it's clarity, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably think that too, or maybe you agree somewhat, but like it's clarity in what they're doing. Right. Cause right. if you don't have, if you don't have clarity in what you're doing and why you're doing it, then you're just getting distracted by everything around you. And you go on like this, you know, that, that's how people fall on the hamster wheel of courses, right? Right. Courses and events and courses and events and courses and events and group coaching, maybe one-on-one coaching too, but like, you're just going in this circle. Right. Right. You don't have, they don't have like this actual mission they're going after. Right. That's aligned with their brand. I don't know. Is that kind of like what you're saying too? No. Yeah. I, I, and it's funny because so many people, they do get in this hamster wheel and they buy courses and they don't implement. And they think that some course is going to change their lives. And I see this all the time with affiliate marketers, not to shit on affiliate marketers or anything because, um, some affiliate marketers are great and right. a lot of them yeah. buy this uh, program 
don't watch it. Don't go through it at all. They just have it sitting in the back burner. They maybe do like the first five minutes and they're like, oh, I'm bored. I got to go sell this to make money. And it's like the program that sells the program that sells a program and they keep like recruiting each other. And then, yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy because <laughs> so many of them are like, and then it's saturated too with all the same kind of programs. And then they jump from, it gets saturated and then they jump to the next program and they never go through it. They never build a business. They just jump from program to program and hope that this is going to be the one that makes them, you know, uh, the 10 figure uh, a month program to hit them over that six figures. And then they have to, and they spent like 60 hours or 70 hours being on social media, plugging away, and then they have nothing to show for it. And it's it's so sad because then they have to do it again the next month. And then they don't hit those numbers. They hit maybe 3K and they're like, damn, it must not be as good. And then they start doubting themselves and it just turns into this hamster wheel of how we kind of said it in the very beginning, blaming other people or blaming a program or blaming something and not taking responsibility for their actions. Not only that, but like a lot of these affiliate marketers or just people on social media don't even have like the foundation of business. Like right. they, they only are on social media and every piece of content that they create uh, gets dropped down in the feed and they're constantly having to push out content and constantly having to start over every month without really building a plan or a mission or a vision for what they want to do with their lives. And so I definitely agree with you. That was kind of like the long tailwind of what, uh, what, what you said, but yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I mean, I just think that most people, like you said, if they just built their foundation first, right. They would, they would, everything else would take care of itself. Right. Everything else would take care of itself. If, if you just built your foundation first of, you know, talking to people, building relationships with people, building goodwill and trust and relationship with those people, servicing them or you know, getting them to buy your products or services, whichever one it is. Um, you start there <laughs> and then everything else after that just takes care of itself because you have these relationships built already with people who trust you. Right. And if not, then you're looking, you're looking at all of the different things that don't actually matter. Right. Like one of, one of my coaches told me this, um, the funnel is actually only 1% of the entire equation. Yeah. Ouch. Like, huh. This guy, this guy's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. His clients have made tens and tens of millions of dollars. So I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> like here we are being like, you know, told one thing, mostly like, you know, for example, it's, it's to do the webinar funnels, right? Every week. Right. Chandler Chittister has this whole like rant against that too. We won't we'll have to go into that, but like it all just comes back to the foundation, right? You wouldn't be distracted by all these other things if you had, if you had your mission and your foundation built already, because you'd have your affiliate army already built. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't even, I mean, they don't even need to be affiliates. Like these people are people that you've helped and they're willing to help you for free. They're willing to tell like their neighbor or uh, another coworker or a business partner, hey, you should probably check out this guy's stuff. It is amazing. And they'll they'll just promote you for free. And uh, right. that kind of goes hand in hand with the thousand true fans or a thousand perfect uh, customers, whatever that perfect audience, like all these things that are the kind of the same concept help you really build a business. And I think a lot of people kind of just really focus on the wrong things on, on their business. Like, like you were saying, not having that foundation. I mean, if you look at just social media, it's, it's disruptive marketing, right? So you have to consistently disrupt people or interrupt their behavior to make a sale or to get engagement versus maybe building something that is intensive marketing, like SEO, like YouTube, like having a blog, all these things where people are actually seeking out this information, which makes it a lot easier to sell. And if it's, it's just a lot of people don't do that. And they think that this, like you said, this funnel is going to be this magic thing that sells them their, their make their dreams come true. But in reality, it is just only 1% of 
their business. And once you actually have the other 99%, then the funnel starts working its magic or you know whatever else. And so many people don't even collect recurring income. They don't have a continuity program. So it's like, how do you have a business if when you wake up, when you go to sleep, like your business is gone. Like you don't even have a business when you're not on social media. So like how, and, and then you get these people that show these, oh, I made this when I was asleep. No, you didn't. You just worked like six hours the day before and then you got a sale and then it came through because 14 days later, your affiliate commission came in and now you're showing people that, you know, hey, I made this when I was asleep. No, you're a liar. And yeah, I think that right. it's just crazy. Selling a false bill of goods. That's what that is. Yes. Yeah. And I see it all the time. I mean, I see so many people fake their income statements and all this stuff. And I and it's I feel social media is some of these communities are very toxic. And if you have your community, your thousand true fans that are there to support you and you're able to help them uh, grow, you guys are all gonna grow together. I mean, that's why I created the Money Friends. I wanted to make money online with my friends. And right. I mean, that seems like a lot of fun. Like how fun would it be to play on social media all day, make money with people? And I realized, well, that is not something I can do. I can't be on social media all day, all day trying to make money because it is a very small portion and there's diminishing returns on social media. Like right. you can't just post 20 things a day and like constantly get new people. Like you need to have the follow-up. You need to have the foundation. You need to have the website, the blog post. You need to interview people. You need to network. You need to build relationships. All these things add up. And then it starts, once you start get, building that recurring income, it, it, just like anything, it snowballs into much more wealth, just like debt does, right? There's a debt snowball too. If you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and you keep getting bills piled up and up, you you feel like you're in a like a snowball effect and you need to file bankruptcy at that point. So just life in general is a snowball effect and it's, or the compound effect that we all hear yeah. is you start compounding things, you start leveraging uh, relationships, income, networks, you're able to make a great bigger impact, a bigger impact. Totally, totally. Yeah, and like you said, like it's not it's not even just about, like I said, the last few words in my last statement was like affiliate army, right? Russell Brunson talks about that in his book, Traffic Secrets. Uh, it's, it's like chapter 19 or 18 or something. Um, but he, he just labels it that, right? That's just like the branding of it. It's really just like, it's a thousand like true fans, people who you're friends with, you've built relationships with, you've done business with, right? Uh, who have been referred to you, et cetera, et cetera, right? And telling these people like, look, I've got this amazing thing that's gonna happen. How can I find a way to integrate my product with your product? Right. So we'll have a win-win situation. And then right. it's a customer too. It's like you said earlier, but you were like, oh, that was a mistake. Like the, it's like a triangle, right? It's like a perfect triangle. Right. <laughs> the, partner, uh, the affiliate or, you know, your partner and then you, right? You guys are all winning here because it's a win for them because they're getting a commission, win for you because you're getting a new client, win for the customer because they're getting information or products or services that are bettering their lives, right? That's the model and that's how you do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I always say you should always have a win, win, win or a win, 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 win. So either three or four wins because uh, for instance, like right now, uh, it's a win for me and you because I get to talk to you, Spencer. That's an instant win. And then obviously my audience is getting amazing value because Spencer's an amazing person. And then people are seeing my stuff on Spencer's posts and they're gonna be like, oh, Spencer's giving more value. Who is this, this Brandon guy? So it just is a win, 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 win. Just like, you know, that's what I always talk about is you should always have wins. And I mean, that's like just with anything, like when you're doing real estate investing, when I'm buying from a, a realtor, there, it has to be a win for the realtor. It has to be a win for me. And it also has to be a win for the person selling their house. So, uh, you, so many people, a lot of these gurus, uh, <laughs> typically don't even uh, make it a win-win. It's mostly just a win for them and they take people's money and then uh, 
they piece them out and it's just, or they block them or they kick them out of their communities and it's just, it's toxic and they leave a toxic trail in their wake. And I just hate that. So, and that's why I'm, I talked to Spencer Cornelia, another Spencer, uh, who's an amazing person who is the guru killer. And he talks about how like people like Dan Locke, uh, how they have, I know, right. Uh, he was just, uh, he just got caught from stealing someone's framework and uh, Alex Sharfins. And uh, you heard about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, for instance, I believe he also got kicked out of his house that he said he owned, which he was renting and uh, he couldn't pay his rent. And I mean, if you were telling people that this is what you are, but then you're not actually following through with what it is that you do, you're going to you're going to put a lot of damaging uh, information out there that people are going to start following and then realize like maybe this person isn't who I thought they were. And so if you just actually set the ground framework of what you do and follow through with it, provide value every day and not be a a jerk, then you're going to do pretty well in life. I think. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Like you just said, just building the framework and really just not, (laughs) To, to put it really brashly, like, just don't be a jerk. Like you just said, right? Just don't be one. Right. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know if that guy's ever going to recover from all the stuff that he's done. Um, I'm not even going to go into the whole story about how much, like how that guy mm, damaged my life as well. Right. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, like, I don't, I don't see how liars are ever going to actually get, past a very small glass ceiling, right? Like, I don't know how that guy's ever won the two CCX award, first of all. Um, but like, it ne- that's never happening again. No chance. There's a lot of them out there like that. And I, I don't know how they're learning, where they're learning this information from, but it's it's pretty damaging to a lot of people. And it's funny because like, for me, if I'm nice to everyone, People are like we go back to what we talked talked about earlier. People are going to refer you business. They're going to want to see you succeed. And for me, like if someone's a jerk to me, I'm never going to want to help them at all. I'm never going to want to refer them. It's never. Um, and not only that, but I'm going to probably talk about them. And be like, yeah, probably not. That's probably not the best idea to work with that person. And that's just going to you know put out more bad news about them. So I, I highly recommend just being a nice person. <laughs> like it, it goes, you go a lot further in life if you're a good person over just being an asshole. Right. Right. Totally agree with you there. Yeah. It's not, it's not about like picking battles about the past or anything like that. Right. It's just like, it's, it's about, it's about being authentic and not faking it. Right. I had a conversation with a business partner of mine yesterday. And we were just talking about this big deal that we're putting together and we're talking about why we think this is such a mutual beneficial partnership. Right. And we just got down to like, you know, brass tacks, the foundation of it um, in this conversation. And he was like, the the reason why I think it works so well that we work together, Spencer is because you're not pretending. And I was like, exactly. I'm not pretending. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. Right. So that's why, that's why everything just goes back to the basics and it goes back to building your foundation because otherwise people look at you, Right. And like you just said, then they're like, uh, I get like this weird vibe with you and like right. tell your friend or tell their friend, sorry, who doesn't end up doing business with you. So like it ends up costing you in the long term, whether you want to admit it or not, because you're just not, you know, being authentic. Right. And I think that kind of goes to like, if you're pretending you lose your trust and credibility, but you also just aren't confident in what you're doing and people can pick up on that right away. Like people will sense that you're not confident in what you're doing and they'll be hesitant and then they'll start doing more research or whatever it is that they do. And if you're not confident and you're not able to follow through with what you said, then those are like two red flags and people are going to be like, okay, maybe this guy isn't who he says he is. So I think that is so important about what you just said about being authentic, about understanding sticking following through with what you believe in understanding your vision uh you know all these things that kind of go in with uh having a good framework and having a good foundation in your, a business yeah 
Absolutely. You want to, do you think we should probably like branch into the framework? Really yeah. 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 Do it. Um, so like I kind of just alluded to this at the beginning, right? So for people who tuned in, who tune in after this is over, like they'll hear like the framework right in the beginning and they're like, oh, okay, I'm in. What's this about? <laughs> but the framework's really simple. Um, a lot of people overcomplicate this, right? You don't really need to overcomplicate it. You need to figure out what your what your what your expertise is and what your strategy is going to be for getting that out into the marketplace. Right. Right. That's it. And how you can do that, right? I'll even throw in some tactics here really quick, right? Strategy, I guess. Throw out some content that's valuable for people. Follow up with the people who comment on that, right? See if you can book an appointment with those people. Call those people. And then make a make a sale with those people, get a testimonial from them, and build your business. That's the entire framework. It's it's really easy. I mean, when and I, I was kind of talking about this earlier about when I started my real estate uh, course, I, I didn't know how to do the beginning stages because I was so past that. I was able to teach people and kind of not relearn, but kind of reignite kind of my brain of what they might be going through. And that's exactly what I did. I, I asked a question. I, you know, I talk about how I went from one property to a second property to now 10 properties, 10 units, and how I was able to do that. And I, I talk about, and it's funny because I post out things that are more, I guess, not the same as everyone else. Like how I made a million dollars. I don't usually say that. I go like, hey, check out how I made a million dollars in debt. And people yeah. are like, what, what are you talking about? What is this? And then exactly, follow up. So many people don't follow up on social media. They they hit hit it once and then quit it, right? They, they, they <laughs> typically try and uh, sell someone and then they never follow up again. And I see this all the time when people sell me on something. I might be super interested in what they have to sell, but I might have been busy at that time. I might have, you know, in a moment here, not in a moment, but I have an, a dentist appointment or I have an eye doctor appointment. And I might have been, I said, hey, I can't do this right now. Um, get back to me in a week. And I never get a follow-up. And so a lot of, you always hear this all the time, the money's in the follow-up because uh, if you follow up, you're not a fly-by-night kind of person. They know you're there consistently providing value, consistently following up. And I follow up until they tell me to fuck off. Um, and so because ultimately they were showed interest and if they showed interest, it, they weren't ready at that time and they might be ready in a week. I mean, I, it's funny, this guy named uh, Stephen Black, mm -hmm. I would follow up with him every single day, every single day. And then um, at some point I was showing him a calendar of how many days I followed up with him in a row. And I think it came out to like 42 days. And uh, you know, it's just- Before he responded at all? What? Before he responded at all? No, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, I, mean I would make conversations with him all throughout the day. We we're friends and, uh, I con and we're still friends. And I would constantly just show him like, hey, how's your day going? Uh, and it wasn't like trying to pitch him every single day because that's annoying too. But it was, right. it was just a kind of a joke between us that, you know, the money is in the follow-up. And if you follow up with people and kind of show them content to overcome their objections, you're going to do a lot better. And uh, they might not have, they might have a few objections that you actually haven't actually crossed out for them. And if you're able to cross that out for them, it makes it so much easier. I like to think of marketing as golf. And if you, marketing is you teeing off and bringing it to the hole uh, of whatever the sale, like the, the hole in one, sure, you might get a hole in one sometimes, uh, and that's like your sale. But when you do your marketing, it brings it that much closer. Or football, you can say that, like get into a touchdown. So a lot of people don't follow up and they don't have, they don't bring them closer to their ultimate goal by crossing off these objections. Yeah, exactly. And they, they don't they don't cross off these objections because they haven't been through the experience. Right. Right. That's that's like the big secret that you kind of like allude to in like Think and Grow Rich, uh, various other books. But like everyone everyone doesn't say it. I don't know why nobody really says it, but like the big secret is experience. <laughs> it's true. Think, yeah, I think the same thing, right? Like you've been in business for a long time too. Like like it, you can't you can't fake experience, you can't fake results. Right. So if you can't the, the point I'm getting to here is like with that experience, you don't know what those objections even are. Right. Because right? you haven't been through that. So then people end up making products um, or courses or informational products 
um, for example, right, our space, where people, or even softwares, where people don't actually want them, right? Right. Yeah, so like they're trying to like sell them stuff they don't want because they haven't done the research, been through the experience and gotten the results to give to those people. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly what happened with our first software. We did really, really well. Um, we pre-sold it, got valuable feedback and realized it wasn't what people wanted. Uh, we, we made a lot of money and we ended up selling it to another developer because they really wanted a software similar to this. And so what we took is we learned from the feedback that we got all the lots and lots of testimonials and everything that we used as kind of data points for our business. And then we created this new piece of software and it's a way better piece of software um, just based on our experience, right? We were able to develop mm -hmm. it to be much more uh, user-friendly, much more uh, what people wanted to do auto follow-ups and a CRM and all the things that people actually want. But just say, for instance, like to and kind of- Yeah, with your update. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Uh, no, no, you're good. Uh, just to like go back to experience, like how does someone get experience if they get into a new market or uh, like, would you say if with the value ladder, the inverted value ladder, declining value ladder, would you teach someone something you already know or would you just go in cold or how would that actually uh, work in the marketplace? I'm going to, I'm going to say this quote that I heard one time, sell bleep cars. <laughs> the quote is sell fucking cars, right? Sell cars is a really simple concept that Gary Vee talks about um, on stage one time. You guys can go look it up on YouTube. I didn't get it at first either because it made no sense. And I was like, what? And he goes yeah. into the whole story. He's like, why do people sell, why do the top salespeople do so well? And there's like a big divide between the top people and like the other people, right? Because the people who sell the most are selling to people who actually want to buy. Right. Right, right. That's why they do so well, because they're selling to people who want to buy cars. People who want to buy cars are being sold cars, not people who want to go buy motorcycles, right? right. Make it really simple here. And so a lot of people don't gain this is the second step of like not gaining experience. They don't gain the experience, so then they go and they sell things to people who don't actually want them, right? Is that kind of like what you were asking? Yeah, no, uh, kind of, I, in the sense that, um, well, I love that analogy because this is so true. So many people in affiliate marketing, uh, and I, I actually learned this from Peng Jun, uh, he said something similar is, you're not trying to sell to people that you're not trying to persuade people into buying what you want. Uh, right. You're trying to kind of show them already something that they're already buying. And you're just saying here, this is another option. Uh, if they're already buying, for instance, like a, a personal trainer or um, someone who's in the gym all the time, mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell them something, you're not going to sell them diabetes medicine or, uh, you know, something like that like sure they might you know be overweight or anything like that but if they're in the gym and they're trying to get in shape and they're already buying protein powder you might want to sell them something that they already have and that, i think that goes in analogy with the analogy of you talking about sell cars is because you're just showing them what they already want and here is that kind of thing that they want already and presenting it to them and with and then obviously using nice copywriting to uh to pers like sh not persuade them, but to show them the, the features or the benefits. Obviously you don't want to sell features. You want to show the benefits or the results of having that car. I was just this guy named uh, Marshall S Silver. He's a, this big um, hypnotist. And he talks about how uh, just by showing people and using different language, you're able to get your message much more across very easily. And I think it's amazing, but, um, I think that a lot of people try and persuade people into buying something that they don't want instead of just showing them something that they might already need. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that. But to go back to what I asked about um, someone who's just starting out, get, maybe getting in the online space or um, yeah, just getting in the online space because that's where we are right now and we're in a digital world. Yeah. Would, when you're trying to sell something that is starting off at this very high level where you're trying to get clients and do all that, would you teach someone a new skill 
uh, or something that you already are a master of and that's what you should teach. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like when I got started, right, um, I, I got started in affiliate marketing and then transitioned over into sales, right? right. I was leading sales teams and, well, making people a lot of money, right. closing a lot of deals. But I turned that skill set into working, you know, for people like for free, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially, like these these big time influencers who were on my Dream 100, like right. doing doing their sales for free, um, commission based, right? And then building teams around that and adding value to them, right? And I, I leveraged that work to then transition into what I really wanted to do at the time, right? Which was social media marketing. I was like, oh, this will be cool. Let's do this. Great. I've already done sales. I get this. This is easy. Like. I mean, social media marketing is really not that hard, guys. It's it's Facebook ads and Google ads if you want to break it down simply. And then you have to figure out YouTube and Instagram on top of that. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. But <laughs> I figured out I actually didn't want to do that, right? And with social media marketing as well, to make that transition, to answer your question now, I worked for free for people, right? I worked on a commission base there too because social media marketing led to sales through their funnels and their websites. Um so I just worked for free there too, and then gained the testimonials there. And I think a lot of people just overcomplicate it because they want to like make this drastic transition right away. Right. And like, I wouldn't do that. You know, like if you got a full-time job already, like I'd keep that, I'd keep that and like do this free work. Right. <laughs> so you're not like scared shitless about what you're going to do next. Cause so many people make that mistake. Right. They just completely jump and they don't have any, they don't have any real foundation built already, right? And so like then they then they end up hurting them themselves more. But anyways, I'm just trying to say that if you got something going already, keep that thing going <laughs> and then add this free work on top of that so that you can play the long game, right? Too many people right. are short. You oh my God. I love that. So many people try and play the short game. And I think that uh, that's what a lot of people do on social media is they play the short game. They don't build a lasting business. And that kind of just goes hand in hand with having a foundation. Like I'm in it for the long game. That's why I have real estate investments. I have software. I have multiple businesses because I'm in it for the long game. I'm not trying to make these quick wins. I'm not trying to make these high ticket sales. Um, that's mm -hmm. why, again, I collect recurring income is because it is the lifeblood of your company. And it allows me to test. I mean, we fail more than we succeed. And if you're able to have a passive income stream or a recurring income stream, it allows you to F up more because the more you know that money's still going to come in, even though you're trying to test all these different things, you're not worried that your money is just going to go up in smoke because that's you only collect one-time payments or you only collect high ticket instead of reinvesting that money. And so many gurus and uh, people that focus on and influencers and these people that kind of show off this amazing lifestyle, they're only reinvesting their money into like flashy things. And once that money's gone, like say for instance, they have a bad month, they don't sell enough or they, their course goes up in smoke or the platform disappears. And now they have this car payment, they have this big house and they have no money coming in because they don't have a recurring or continuity program, then I don't, I, I don't know what to say because you're not reinvesting your money. You're not thinking long-term. And so, I mean, that's consistently what I always talk to people about is you need to build a continuity program. You need to take your money that is online and take it offline in some sense, because uh, there's, I mean, we were around when there was MySpace. Yeah. Where is it now? It's, you know, everyone's on, yeah, on Facebook or some people are on TikTok. But, you know, even TikTok now, even though it's blowing up, so many people just don't understand like government regulation can literally shut some of these platforms down and then you're stuck without anything. And so um, you need to build a foundation. You need to have a list. I mean, that's kind of like one of the biggest things. So many people don't even collect phone numbers when I don't even know the last time that, you know, I didn't check a text message um, versus like an email come in that just goes straight to spam. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you need to have ways to communicate with your audience. So many people don't have a mini chat set up where I don't know when the last time I didn't check a, a Facebook message, um, but you need to take your money and start reinvesting it into 
income producing assets, if that's stocks, if that's uh, other businesses that are going to be brick and mortar, even though we're in this time, like brick and mortar is still going to be around. Like mm-hmm. commercial buildings are still going to be around. There's going to be warehouses. There's going to be um, call centers. You know, all these things are important. So you can't just keep buying, upgrading to the latest model of uh, the Lexus or the BMW and buy this nice fancy house. Like before I ever invested in my own house, like we just bought a house that's under construction. We own 10 rental properties before that where our tenants are actually paying for our house because we have the cash flow that we're able to access because there I have recurring income and that just pays for my mortgage in a sense. So, uh, wow. so many people need to make sure that they're taking the money that they're, they're making, live frugal, make a business that is sustainable by itself and reinvest all their incomes to support whatever lifestyle that they're living. Right. Right. Uh, uh, what you just said, like it was like a second thing you said right there. You said live frugal. Yeah. Right? So many people make like a thousand, like let's say you make like your first thousand bucks, right? Like first thousand dollars like on the online space and people just like freak out about it, you know? Which, I mean, that's all you need to get started. One, yes, honestly, you just need like, some client paying you even like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Like some people that's all, all you need to get started, right? Right. But make the mistake of thinking like, oh, I made all this money and then they go spend it. Like right, right, away. Like, right away and they're like, oh, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And the, the people you see the next month who are doing the same things they did the month before. Right. Right. All the time. I see it all the time. And I, uh, I definitely do live frugal just because uh, I'd rather, I mean, what's like, for instance, like your car, like when I had a BMW, um, it was cool for like the first month, but then like after that, it was like, okay, it's kind of this car that gets me to point A to point B. Um, doesn't really change my life in a dramatic way. Um, not only that, but I'm paying like 91 for gas. I'm paying for higher insurance. Uh, maintenance is super expensive on a BMW versus a little Toyota. Like, you know, all these things add up and you don't realize like, sure, you're buying that, but say for instance, you don't have a good month and it's wasn't as good or you're, you get sick and you can't go on social media to post your ads or anything like that. By the way, we have a tool, this is a selfish plug. We have a tool that automatically posts to your social media. So if you need that, then go ahead and check out my links uh, in the descriptions. But um, say you, for instance, you are sick and you can't post, uh, one, your feed, your engagement is just gonna go down because you're not consistent and that's just based on the algorithms. But if you don't have your thousand true fans, they're not gonna be pushing your content. So you know all these, these systems and people and relationships add up and it just allows you to have a profitable business even when you get sick instead of focusing on vanity manner uh, uh, metrics so i think it's very important to have a foundation in your business so that if things go rough then you have kind of an exit strategy or a way to keep you afloat by having recurring income uh, in general yeah yeah totally right there with you man so uh just wanted to, where can people find out more about you, Spencer? Where can people actually win clients? Uh, I, I think your website's winclients.com, right? Right, 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 right. We have we have that website under construction right now. My funnel guy's working on it um, because we're launching the group, right? The group's been launched. It just, I mean, just there you go look it up, win clients. I have to make a video in there later today, just explain the mission and what's happening. Um, but that's going to be the foundation for the course, right? So this is me now, you know, practicing what I preach. Right. Leading up into this, um, the course is going to be a live course. Um, it's free the first time, and we're only looking for fifty beta users. So the first fifty people to get in, uh, they get a two thousand dollars course for free. Boom. Refining it and you know updating it as we go on. I love that, and that's that's exactly the model you just talked about. So uh, if you definitely want to start winning clients, you definitely need to check out Spencer. Uh, winclients.com. Everything will be in the show notes. Everything will be there ready for people that the only, I think it's the only first 50, right? Right, right, right. So the first 50 people that jump on that, uh, definitely check out winclients.com so that you, or just check out Spencer Taylor on social media. He has such great content. 
uh, do your research, learn about how amazing he is because he does provide value all the time and take advantage. I mean, these spots are going to be filled up uh, right away. But if, if you, you know, if you're listening to this down the road, be sure to just check it out. Maybe for whatever reason, uh, you might be the last person that they need and you want to get in there right away. So definitely check that out. Spencer, it's been amazing. I, you know, I definitely value all the stuff that you do and how you are able to take people from, you know, where they want to go and taking them where they actually need to be. So thank you again, Taylor, you are Spencer. You do such an amazing job. And I don't know why I said your last name. That was really weird, but <laughs> I appreciate you, man. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, man. I can't wait to talk to you too. Thanks so much for having me. Of um, course. And then guys, like if you guys don't get into the actual course itself, just join the group. Anyways, win clients on Facebook. Brandon, thank you so much for having me, man. Um, I know you give a ton of value out to people too. Your software is kick ass. Um, I use it. So everyone, uh, Brandon's an awesome guy as well. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate that. And we'll talk soon, buddy. All right. See you, man. Peace. Hey everyone, if you love this episode, go ahead and rate and subscribe to it. I really appreciate the feedback. And if you don't, go ahead and unsubscribe. I'm just kidding. Don't unsubscribe. Go ahead and send me an email and tell me how I can improve. Thanks so much. Have a good one, guys. Peace.